so today uh, we are going to have our message reflection. And um, part of that, uh, what that is, is if you've been with us, um, you know that um, we have a member of our community come up and share um, some reflections, some thoughts that they've had on our previous messages. So it helps us to remember um, the messages that, or the sermons that have been um, kind of communicated to us. Um, but we also get to hear a little more of a personal aspect. And we try and keep that rhythm here at Crossroads um, because we just love to hear from our community as well as our leaders. And um, so today we have Carrie Stratton sharing um, her thoughts on the past couple of messages. Um, and she has a handout. So if you don't have a handout, go ahead and you can raise your hand um, so you can follow along. They're coming around. They're coming around. <laughs> Debbie's a little slower than Brian, but I'm not going to point that out. <laughs> in, in some use, in some use. So good morning, everybody. I think I'll put this here. Um, wow. Can you believe that Easter is already a week behind us, the whole Easter season? I... I loved worshiping last week with everybody at center stage. I had some extra family members there um, that were fun to see. Um, and, of course, I kept very careful notes because I knew I was going to have to stand here today. And one of the things that really stood out that um, Tom said, and it's at the top of this uh, handout that you got, the, top, the first part of it, he said um, that... The resurrection absolutely changed everything. It absolutely changed everything. And he talked about how uh, in the day and a half leading up to um, the women finding the tomb empty and the realization that Jesus had actually risen from the dead and accomplished what he said he was going to do in those hours, day, hours leading up, it was business as usual. It was a daily grind. But then all of a sudden, the realization of the resurrection, the truth of the resurrection changed everything. And it's true for us today as well, obviously. For those of us that believe in the truth of the resurrection, and for me anyway, I think there's so much more that points to the, that it is the truth versus not. If I believe that, then... I need to, my life needs to change too. So that's why I had up front, if the resurrection absolutely changed everything, has it actually changed how I live my day-to-day? -day, or am I going about business as usual? Um, and I, I got to thinking, what if there were some hidden camera following me around, you know, some documentary I'm sure they would want to do on my life? Um, what, what would come up on that? Would it be clear that I believe in the resurrection power and the love um, of Christ through that? Or would it just look like I'm going about business as usual? And for me, I think, you know, the first part of my day, it might look okay because um, I do start off I'm with a daily quiet time and that's so precious to me. But then the realization is the rest of my day pretty much could be considered business as usual, looking at relationships, interactions, um, habits, rhythms, 
Um, it's my schedule, what I spend time on, what I waste time on. Um, and I thought, you know, th this is what forms us. This is what's so important, the, the habits. And then, following me, me here just a little bit, because this is all inside my head, I thought back to the season of Lent. And I don't know about you, but for me, since I think I was in middle school, I've been um, giving up something or adding something to my daily routine for the 40 days of Lent in recognition of the sacrifice that Jesus went through and wanting to draw closer to him for those 40 days. Have any of you done that over the years for whatever reason, right? Thanks, Tom, for raising your hand. <laughs> um, so, you know, we give up sweets, we give up TV, we give up Facebook, alcohol, or we add something on. We say, I am going to have a midday prayer time every day. I'm going to do a Bible study every night, whatever. Um, but when I thought about it, I realized that for me, I do my 40 days, and then what happens Easter morning? It's like, woohoo! My kids joke. I say, woohoo! Um, they make fun of me. But anyway, um, uh, it's, you know, woohoo! Easter's here. I can have as much sugar as I want. I could watch TV tonight. I could scroll Facebook if I want. You know, all bets are off. And I thought, isn't that ridiculous? Isn't that backwards? Because when I look at the truth of the resurrection, the celebration of the resurrection, that should be when I want to draw closer. I want to be more devoted, not go back to, in Tom's um, words, business as usual. Um, so, follow my noodle head. I remembered uh, something I had read in an Anne Voskamp book. I don't know how many of you know her. Um, I really, really like her books. Um, and I just was reminded of it on wearing habits. And I printed it out for you for a reason. She's um, very, uh, she's a word craftsman. And so sometimes more than just reading it through once and getting the gist of it, having it in front of you to sort of see exactly what she said. Kathy's smiling at me. She, she, <laughs> she and I got into Anne together a long time ago. Um, but is, is helpful. So instead of having on the screen and scrolling and it's gone out of your mind, I'm going to read this and read with me, but, you know, read it slowly and think about what it says. I thought it was, was really great insights. I never made the connection with, you know, Sound of Music, Sister Act, and uh, our daily habits. But um, let me take a sip. <clears throat> okay. So, wearing habits. Originally, a habit meant a piece of clothing that we inhabit, pull on, live in. As nuns dress in habits to express their devotion to God, so habits, like clothing, reveal our own kinds of devotion. More than something we do, habits make us who we are. Habits are uniforms that reveal identity. Change your habits and you change who you are. Habits are the way we dress in our deepest desires, and our daily rhythms reveal our truest romances. A habit of turning to Facebook before opening the word and facing his face, 
of being more consumed by the news than the good news, of turning to Hollywood stories to understand our own holy story instead of staying in his story, and we're wearing our real love on our sleeves. Our habits build what kind of life we inhabit. Our way of life is forming the way we are. Our daily way of life is the way we put on Christ or not. So to me, that was very challenging. And I realized that I wanted to look carefully at my rhythms and habits to see how it was forming um, who I am. And I made a decision uh, that I wanted to add a habit, carry over maybe one, I'll use the expression a springboard from Lent or a springboard for Easter to carry over and keep consistent. Um, I don't know how many of you have heard of the 2190 rule, a few nods, uh, which, which I've known about for a while and it actually helped me years ago to put my morning quiet time into place when I thought there is no way as a mom of young kids I will ever be able to do this, but I am just going to do it consistently for 90 days and it should be permanent in my life. That's what they say and it actually worked. So I trust it and I'm going to use it for myself for the next habit that I want to form. Um, but the, the 2190 rule is that if you do anything every day for three weeks or 21 days, it will become a habit, 21 days. But if you continue and do it for 90 days, it will be a permanent fixture in your life. So it's a challenge. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it. I, all of you are holding me accountable. And the one who really is, is my husband, who will see whether or not I, I do this every, every night. I'm, uh, I really want to continue with um, uh, nightly uh, devotion time, just five to ten minutes, which I've tried sporadically, but I'm committing to doing that for 90 days. Um, and I encourage you to pick something as well, keeping in mind um, how important habits and rhythms are as we point to the resurrection and the truth of that. So I put down just, I, I went through really fast and just added some things. Um, and you'll notice in that list, most of them are really short and easy. You know, five minutes here, 10 minutes here. The reason is, especially in the beginning, the amount of time isn't what's important. What's important is the consistency every day. And you can do anything for five minutes every day. At least that's my opinion. Think of all the things that you do do. Think of how you're just going to check Facebook for, for two minutes and it turns into half an hour or whatever. Um, you know, I'm looking at the sheet I handed out and I forgot to mention um, the verse that's been really... Um, keeps coming back to me and uh, has been in my head for the last month, which goes right along with this, and that's draw near to God and he will draw near to you. That's a promise. And so what uh, this list here uh, is all about us drawing near to him, wanting to draw near to him, and his promise is that he will draw near to us in, in response. Um, so that's my challenge. Um, let me know if you, if you decide to do it, 
you're going to all be holding me accountable, so I'm glad to hold you accountable too. Um, and just keep in mind that um, if the resurrection's true, everything we talked about last week and the week before, if it's true, what does that mean for you? How important is it that your life reflect it? All right. Thanks, Carrie. Sure. Um, great, great thoughts. And uh, so this is, at this point, in a, in a message reflection, Ben's got a microphone. Please don't let that intimidate you. But if something Carrie said stirred something up in you, we would love to hear about it. Um, maybe something from the message the last couple of weeks, the sermon the last couple of weeks, has you know stirred something up that you either um, really resonated with or were challenged by or had a question about, like Tom's crazy, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Um, this is like your opportunity to, to voice that. We have some, some questions that will um, kind of guide the conversation, but we wanted to the first just open it up to you guys and say what, what general reactions, um, responses, questions, anything based on what Carrie had to say do you have right now? Tom's crazy. Okay. <laughs> but one thing you said, Carrie, and that is, in my life, I've had to discipline myself to read scripture early in the morning. And after a time, it became habitual in my life. It changed, transformed what I do. So I agree with you that that is really important, to keep on with the discipline until it becomes a way of life. No, you're not crazy, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you guys, that's no joke. Norbert's not going to say this about himself, but before he retired, he would wake up at like 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning so he could read the Bible, he could pray, he could spend time with Jesus before he had to be at work at some ridiculously early hour, right? So that's that's serious stuff. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you start there, but maybe that's like the, a goal. Mo had her, her hand up. Thank you, Carrie, for sharing with that. It's very, very inspiring. Um, it has uh, basically, because um, I can go all over the place, you know me. <laughs> um, what you said about doing it for 90 days and it's just a very to me it's just a very challenging but great way to to, to do something especially in in commitment but it's always reflecting upon Jesus's disciples and having to leave everything behind and to follow him mm. and there was no home there's, there was no permanent home. There was no permanent table where you could sit and eat. You know, the, the, the daily challenges in which they faced is something that gives me a continual hope and encouragement to commit to that, to mm -hmm. do the 90 days. So um, I appreciate everything that you shared today because it just rung a bell in my head and it's like a melody in my heart. So mm. um, I'm going to be taking on that challenge. Good. Thank you. That's awesome. Oh, thanks. We'll do it together. And so there's something to that, right? It's one thing to say, you know, y'all hold each other accountable, but to tap somebody on the shoulder and say, hey, I'm doing this. Will you check in on me every once in a while? Like that's like the real deal. 
So I'd like to invite everybody to encourage yourself. Because Carrie said, you know, she had her morning time in the, in the morning, and then she just went about her day to day. But I bet there's probably like a thousand things that happened during the day of things that Carrie said or did that would have been different if Carrie had not been mm. uh, blessed by the glory of Christ's resurrection. And I think all of us, sometimes it's really easy to get down on ourselves and think like, what am I really doing? Am I always, am I changing at all? I think if you look back on your day yesterday or the week past week, everybody should reflect on a couple things that they think they did that, that would have been, they would not have done if they were not uh, connected to the branch of, of Christ and encourage yourselves and build on that. Yeah. Mm. Carrie, let me, can I ask you a question? Sure. So one of the things that I've wrestled with most of my adult life when it comes to things like disciplines and practices is like, well, that's just legalistic. I'm not going to get like tied mm. up in that. Like how how do you so so that's with interesting that? and I was gonna and it's going to what Ed was saying right yeah to yeah like encourage us so that. here's the honest truth which I never would have thought possible 25 years ago or whatever I love my morning time with God is my favorite part of the day my most precious part of the day believe it or not I would never have said that 25 years ago so. Honestly, when I have to miss it for some reason, you know, you have to be at the airport at 4 a.m. or something, I, I miss it, I'm sad, I really, and that's a supernatural thing, it really is, but I believe God does that. If you say, I'm going to commit to 90 days, you know, maybe not on the 91st day, maybe it's on the 70th day, all of a sudden you realize, wow, this is precious to me, what I'm doing, whatever it is has become a part of my life, and I'm not just doing it to be legalistic. I'm doing it because it's precious to me. Cool. So, yeah. yeah. You yep. feel that way too, though? Yes. Right? Oh, yeah. no, totally. I, yeah. But it took me, like, uh, embarrassingly, so much of my adult life to, to get to that point. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. It's Amanda here. Um, legalism is something that, growing up Catholic, I had a really hard time kind of, I don't know, growing out of, I guess, as I've gotten closer to Christ, I believe that the need for perfection in of myself has been reduced, which when you're trying to do a habit or trying to build a routine is really important because, you know, you have spring break and all of a sudden, you know, you're out of your rhythm. But if the perfection of doing that is important, then it's like, well, what's the point? I'm already not perfect at doing this new thing. And having grace for yourself also then helps you to have grace with others who are also trying to do the same and build those habits. So that's just some thoughts that I had on that one. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah, that's good. I have another um, issue that lasts <clears throat> more than 90 days because I love to read. And before I can read another book now, what I'm doing is, I've been doing this now, I don't know, almost all, a year. And what I do is I read the Bible first. And it's so wonderful. Sometimes the Bible is much better than the book. <laughs> <laughs> or the movie. Or the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Marty. This is probably very related to what uh, Marty just shared, but it's just um, 
a human advice that I picked up in a book that worked for me, which is if you're trying to start a new habit, couple with something you already is part of your routine. So be, I fl if I floss my teeth every day, right after that I'm going to whatever. You know, something that you already have a good habit of to add, to add another habit. I'm going to do this before I open Twitter or before I, you know, which is a bad habit. But, <laughs> 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 but um, if, you, if it's something you already do every day, try to couple yeah. with a new habit with it. Thanks, along with that, link it to something you love. I mean, I every morning I have my cup of coffee and I'm in my comfy chair when I'm having my quiet time. And yes, I could do it at the kitchen table with a glass of water, but it's not quite the same. <laughs> hey, so can you define quiet time, please? Oh, yeah. Sorry. I know that's, that's okay. such a churchy thing. Um, well, for me, it's a lot of what we talked about. It's reading the Bible, often doing a, a devotion. I do a couple um, online devotions with friends that can't get to church. So like Lectio, I highly recommend as a morning devotion thing. So that's or Lectio 365. It's an app. Yeah, we talk or about the another app is um, the U version, which we've used as a church because um, then you can all kind of talk together if you want. And for Someone like me, that's very, I, I'm kind of competitive with myself. So at the top of you version, it tells you what your streak is. How, you know, how many days in a row you have uh, done it. And that is something, I have to admit, that keeps me going. You know, once it gets pretty high, like at 100, you're like, I am not going to screw this up. You know, I must, even if it's at 11 at night, I got to click on it so that I've done it. Um, but... I I, uh, I digress. I'm sorry. No, um, so I but here's I had I had a thousand day streak on your <gasps> version. Wow, we had touch you. The, the <laughs> app the app did something and broke my streak. I swear I did not miss a day, and I'm I'm done. I'm done. No more you version. I'm done. <laughs> Bible Gateway now. That's all I'm doing. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, oh, sorry. oh I, I was just going to also say, I do like read, like reading books like The Waymaker or other devotions, and sometimes I can be so into that that I stop reading the actual word for a while, and that never, that's never good. I, I miss it, and yep. I really hear God speaking the most through the word, even more than, you know, Ann Voskamp. Um, so, so that's a key part of it. I'm sorry, Norbert, go ahead. One thing that have, I have started doing is it comes from keep your accounts short with God. And what that means is daily confession mm -hmm. of, of sins. And some weeks ago, Tom used something from the Episcopal prayer book, and it said that I've sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, I've left things undone. I've done things I shouldn't have done. But here's the clincher. I have been angry at my wife. And <clears throat> I need to ask for forgiveness of that. And it's a daily thing to keep your accounts short with God. <laughs> Amen. Amen. <laughs> what a good comeback. <laughs> it's a voice of, of wisdom from Norbert right there, folks. <clears throat>
top that. I borrowed something that I read about some time ago when I was really into history. I still am. Um, but there are several pivotal people in our common history who relied on the book of Proverbs. And it has 31 chapters. How convenient. How many months have 31 days? And so for the last, I think since nine, uh, 2010, not 1910. <laughs> um, <laughs> my father wasn't born then. Um, <clears throat> I have been reading the chapter for the day. So if I have to go to the airport, like I so often do, <laughs> at 4 in the morning and I miss it, I know that the next day is the day that I pick up and read. But now when I listen to the news, when I listen to people, which I'm still learning how to do, is listen, be still and listen, um, Proverbs has uh, taught me how to discern many things. And some, uh, I, I can only encourage everyone to do what George Washington did, because he was one of the practitioners. I believe that Churchill was one, and I believe it was Lincoln who was another. To practice this over and over and over again, there's always something new. Where was it hiding? I didn't read this 10 years ago when I read this. I haven't read it until today. But it's amazing how the Holy Spirit opens up the word. So before I read anything else in scripture, and my favorite one is first five from uh, Proverbs 31 Ministries for uh, a common Bible study. I do that with my daughter. Um, I read Proverbs and see what the Lord has to tell me out of Proverbs. That's great. Thank you, Jane. Super, super practical every day of the month. Um, Carrie, is there, do you want to do that one? That yeah, one? it's up, Which up is the to first you. one? Joe, can you put up the next, the next question? I can't read that, but it's the, um, do, your, do your, do, you read? do your daily rhythms or habits reflect who you are for who you want to be? Um, and your belief about the truth of Christ's resurrection. So that's like, or, yikes. Or who you want to be. <laughs> nice question, Carrie. Thanks. Well, I thought, you know, something <laughs> to ponder on your own, maybe. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe that right. is, yeah. oh. take that one and discuss it over lunch or whatever. And With yourself. Um, well, why don't we look at, um, can you point to any day-to-day -day habits or routines that draw you closer to God or, uh, or and to any that keep uh, you at a distance from God? Paige. Sorry, it's a teacher in me coming out. I saw a hand go up and I, yeah. Um, yeah, so I would definitely say that like I'm pretty, not, I don't, I don't want to say good at, but like, I'm very consistent with reading um, the Bible in the morning, and I love that. Like, it's like Carrie said, like, it's a great, it's just, I don't know, I feel like the more I do it, the more I actually, like, 
enjoy reading the Bible. Like I've been reading the Old Testament and I used to think the, I, I would read the Old Testament. I'd be like, this is the most boring thing I've ever read. I'm sorry for saying that, but like I used to think it was like so boring, but now like I'll read the Old Testament. I'm like, this is actually like great and like super cool. But um, definitely like my mornings are great. And then like my, my like evening routines are terrible. Like I'll, I literally, like after I get home from, if I've, if I've work or like if I've been doing homework or something like, I, more times than not, I will, like, scroll on my phone until I'm, like, too tired to, like, get up from the chair that I'm sitting in to, like, go to my room, and then I'm, like, oh, whatever, and then I just, like, roll out of the chair, like, sometimes I don't even, like, wash my face or brush my teeth, and I just, like, plop into bed, fall asleep in, like, five minutes, and I wake up feeling terrible. It's, like, (laughs) it's just not good, so, like, that definitely, like, does not draw me closer to God. Um, I think that, like, I, like, actually consistently praying or like spending more time with God like midday or well I don't know about midday because I'm in school but um (laughs) like at night would definitely be good for me because I feel like um like Carrie said it's like it starts off really strong and then it kind of like slowly just like is a downhill spiral from there until nighttime but um I definitely have to work on that yeah. Ben Mo had her, her hand up. <laughs> My day to day habits um, is that any is that any moment just really giving. Gratitude to God. Um, it could be any time throughout the day, but the one that really affects me is that how my poor bladder wakes me up 15 times a night <laughs> in the bathroom. And, but every time I wake up, it's never a dreadful thought. It is always a praise mm. that I give to God for that my eyes have opened. And I just, all I do is praise him. So if I wake up three, four times a night, the first thing that comes to thought is my God. And it's a gratitude. Thank you, Lord, for opening up my eyes. And I, you, know, you are worthy. You are holy. And it just continues. And then I get back to bed and I lay down. I wake up again. God, you are so good in all your ways. And then the same Mm-hmm. It's a routine that's something I honestly, um, like, not really complain about, but do complain about. <laughs> it's like the body saying, hey, hi. And, but my spirit is saying, hallelujah. Yeah. That's so great. The, um, the reason we talk so much about gratitude and why I explain it at nauseum is because God wired us that way, right? The act of gratitude is this amazing feedback loop that reproduces itself. And when it does that, there are actually parts of our brains that open up or remain open. And those are our relational circuits. It's what allows us to connect with God and with each other, right? And if you've ever, whatever, had a fight with a significant other, stuck in traffic, had an argument with your boss, you, you know when those relational circuits go off, right? You can tell. And each of us have different, whatever. Like, if you ever see me do this, 
just give me some space, <laughs> right? This is, this, is, this is not a good thing. Um, in that moment, though, being able to say, all right, like, Jesus, thank you so much, right, that whatever it is. And I have, like, a couple go-tos in my brain. One of them is my wife. One of them is you guys, right? And I, I know and I can put myself in situations where, like, I can relive that situation and see God's goodness and the provision that he had in those situations. And God wired us this way, right? So then my racial, relational circuits come back on, and I'm able to rem remain relational with people around me. Right? If, there, if there is a practice, man, I would, like, I would like highlight that one. Like just that practice of ongoing gratitude, whether it's multiple times a day or starting your day with it. But I would, I would elevate that to, to the top of the priority list. Share something? Yeah, and then Ruben, okay. Okay. And Bella, too, I think. Okay. Um, so I'll be real quick. Um, but in the other parts of my day when I'm not doing worship, church stuff, um, I'm also a physical therapist. And so sometimes I see so many similarities between our spiritual lives and our physical lives. Um, and something that just I just keep thinking about is, um, you know, when we're not moving towards good health with good habits, um, we don't just maintain or stay where we are. We're either moving towards good health or moving away from it. Um, and same with our spiritual life. Um, it's the same thing. If we're making those good habits to draw closer to God and centering ourselves on God, um, it helps us to draw near and stay close to him. And if we're not doing those good habits, you know, it's kind of like turning away and we're kind of drifting and sometimes it's like a slow drift, and I'm so guilty of that. Um, and I'll find myself like being less patient and being less gracious with people. Um, and you know, it just takes a loving nudge by God to say, "Hey, you haven't spent time with me. Um, you know, that's why you're so frustrated lately. That's why you're so, you know." angry lately, you know, and so uh, there's always this drawing back, there's always this drawing back of my soul um, to him, and so um, I hope that's encouraging for some people, but that's just, as you were talking, mm -hmm. Carrie, um, yeah. that's just what I, I thought of. So we got, thanks, Ben, Ruben, and then Bella, Bella's over there. Um, I'm just going to point out, like, that I do have my day-to-day -day habits, like, and, and, um, Basically, I, I wake up in the morning and I thank God for everything that I have and I, you know, for, ask for forgiveness. Um, but what I struggle with is feeling the feeling of, like, um, losing everything at the same time, right? So what I mean by that, I'll be, I'll be very, very specific because I do struggle with this, um, is, like, having, you know, loved ones, family that you really love and, and you enjoy being around but you can't be around them because of they, they're not in your walk. So that is kind of what I struggle with, keeping me, you know, distance from, you know, God and that. So I, it's like it's tough to, I, yep. I don't know, it's tough to, like, balance, you know, you know what I mean? Because sometimes you can't balance them because of all the sinful things that come along with what, your family, you know, they, family and friends are doing that you, you can't do. 
right. you know, mm -hmm. in this walk. Right. So it's yeah. uh, Ruben, I hear you. It's it's a struggle, and it's um, it, um, it's part of our our walk with Jesus. And uh, you know, one of the one of the Mark passages, um, Peter is talking to Jesus, and he's like, Jesus, what what about us? And Jesus reassures him. He's like, no one who has left their job or their family or their house or whatever, all of those people are going to receive that much more. This is, and this is not health and wealth prosperity gospel. This is like Jesus talking about relationship with him, that much more in this life and in the age to come. So, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a struggle, but Jesus is not unaware of it. And he's he's with us in the in the midst of it. So I would say I'm not the best at praying. Um, I'm not very consistent with it. I also um, most of the time don't know like what to say. Um, but one thing that I have gotten better at is sitting in silence with God mm. because of the fact that I don't know how to pray. <laughs> um, so something that I've started doing more frequently is on my way to work in the morning, I won't have any music playing in my car. And one, it helps me contain my road rage. Uh, <laughs> and two, I find that I, I'm in a better mood at the beginning of my shift than if I were to just like not acknowledge God right. and just like go to work and just like be in a bad mood that I'm at work. Um, but that being said, I know that what keeps me like at a distance from God is the fact that when I get home from work, I, I know that I deserve rest, but I don't identify rest as spending time with God. I identify rest as watching Netflix so that's something that I know I need to work on. Just like changing my definitions of certain words and like my actions um, corresponding with those definitions. Yep. Thanks, I love Paula. that. I love changing the perspective. I'm going to keep that in mind for my evening devotion time, that that is precious rest. Really like that. Do you have any concluding thoughts? We're no. Just out of time. All right. I so don't. I just, I wanted um, these. So Dallas Willard, who I quote a lot, refers to these practices as conduits of grace, right? So the more conduit, right, like a, a water faucet, the more of these practices we open up, the more of God's grace we allow to flow into our lives. That's kind of one of the things that helps me fight the, the legalism trap. The other thing I want to point out is this is not about the habits. The goal is not the habit, right? The goal is Jesus. The habits are something that help us stay in relationship with them. Um, so that's like whatever the habit is that you choose, Jesus is the goal. Jesus in the center, right? And then we're all moving towards him together. Let me uh, say a word of prayer. Father God, thank you so much for this morning. Uh, thank you for the ability to come together and worship you freely. Uh, thank you for Carrie, her heart for you, her wisdom, uh, her willingness to share uh, both her successes and her, her struggles. Jesus, thank you so much for this community of people who are, um, are trying their best to live life with you. Um, God, may we learn from each other. May we grow closer to each other as we grow closer to you. 
uh, Jesus, and would you use us um, as a group of people devoted to you to reach the world around us? Jesus, we love you, and we thank you. Amen.